You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Yo, Joe. Yo. Justin, what's up? What's going on, bro? What's going on, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We know why we're here tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, we know. We know, all right. Fucking uh, cursed, man. Yeah, cursed. Fiona Apple is right, man. This world is bullshit. <laughs> we got a Wes Craven movie about a werewolf that had more fucking problems than I, I, I've ever really known a film to have a problem. I, I was shocked to learn how much, uh, how many issues there were with this uh, with this movie. I know you, you kind of know a lot more about it than I do, so you're going to talk about that. But man, like for a Wes Craven film about a, a werewolf, what the fuck happened? Dude, I mean, even looking into it, like I, I did a decent amount of research trying to figure out like where this movie went wrong. And I still couldn't tell you why things happened the way they did. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's just, it's it's a little baffling to me just, just how fucked up this entire production got. Because looking at it from what it was originally supposed to be, this could have been a very good werewolf movie. Yeah, and, then, and, there, and there's some stuff that we'll get into as we talk about it and kind of hit, hit on some of the points where it was in the process of being a pretty great movie. And there's evidence out there of it, too. Well, just to get started, um, this movie, for anyone that doesn't know about it, the, uh, it's called Cursed. is a uh, Wes Craven film from uh, 2005, also written by Kevin Williamson, who, you know, uh, you guys should know by now, wrote uh, the screen movies with Wes Craven. It's, it's basically just kind of like, it, it jumped on the bandwagon of that time where all these horror movies had, like, the fresh-faced kids, you know, like the... TV drama stars. They were all in these movies at that period of time. We've talked about that too. You know, this, these things are just sort of, you know, cookie cutter. Uh, it's almost like the Marvel movies of today. You know what I mean? Like you had these like, cookie cutter safe horror films with actors that people knew kids were going to go out and see. You know, so that's, right. the, I think, I feel like casting choices were made priority above anything else at that point in time. And obviously you had lightning in a bottle with some movies like Scream. You know what I mean? But they had a lot of garbage, you know, you know remake of my bloody valentine right and like i know what you did last mm-hmm. summer series and like a bunch of shit like this this is definitely one of them this is one of the big uh problem movies that honestly people even just forgot about i think so we're gonna get into the movie a little bit and um obviously really focus more on like the uh all, all these like horrific production design um issues that happened during this film and you know how it went from something that was supposed to be pretty pretty good would have been pretty good into just absolute garbage that honestly just forgettable for the mainstream public and not even just to the mainstream public i i gotta be honest i i think i've seen this movie before um we decided to do this episode i i maybe seen this movie twice i i saw it once in the theater when it came out i think i gave it another chance when it became available to rent on like dvd or maybe it was just on tv i honestly don't remember but this is going back at least you know, around the time of the film's release, uh, 2005, 2006. And I, and then I just kind of forgot that this movie existed. Yeah. So, like, watching it uh, just a couple of days ago, honestly, I, I remembered very little to nothing about it. It was like watching the movie again for the first time. Yeah. I, I, I actually never saw the whole thing uh, all the way through before. I did it for the, the show as well because we started talking about what a mess this was. You know, well, it started obviously with, with the ambiguously titled movie because we had a pretty decent movie uh, that came out this year called The Cursed. 
Um, right. And now, you know, it kind of, we thought like, oh, this would be fun to kind of do the juxtaposition between the two. So that that's kind of how this thing was like, you know, came to fruition. But <laughs> I not only did I have like a hard time getting through this um, and, and, and then finding out all like the, the, the like the disaster about this movie. Um, it, that part intrigued me, you know what I mean? More than the film itself, obviously, just sort of like learning what right. happened. And we were, you know, we didn't really talk about it too much. But <laughs> might I add that I had a different introduction uh, and I didn't use it because I was afraid we might get like unliked, uh, unsubscribed people. Okay, I, I really want to know what it was. <laughs> My introduction was going to be, well, Harvey Weinstein didn't just rape women. He also raped movies. So tonight we're going to be talking about <laughs> The Cursed. <laughs> Oh, glad you didn't use that. Yeah, fuck it. I'll leave it in anyway. Oh, no, it's fine in here because they're already in. Yeah, I I saw, obviously, his involvement in this, you know, because he was involved in everything, basically, back then, right? I mean, like, there's just good good and bad, right? So, um, but but when I read some of his decisions, I was just like, yeah, sounds about right, you know? Yeah. Although I think in this case, a lot of it was less Harvey and more Bob Weinstein. Right. Um, they right. were both. They were both uh, obviously involved because they freaking ran Miramax and Dimension. Yeah. But um, I was surprised to learn that it was more Bob fucking up than. Uh, yeah, than yeah. Harvey. Which, I, which because I... Harvey was obviously more, you know, too busy um, trying to get into Gwyneth Paltrow's hands. Sure. So I guess Bob had to kind of take over the business end of things. <laughs> and fuck that up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, let's be honest. The kind of behind-the-scenes production issues with this movie are more interesting than the movie itself. Uh, yeah. Because, like you said, it's it's just a completely forgettable, uh, horribly edited piece of shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to, to, I mean, to get into it just briefly, and I, and I, I don't really need to get into all the um, the details of the film, but... Uh, essentially, like we said, this is a werewolf movie that, um, you know, it, it came out in the 2000, early 2000s. It takes place around that time. It's pretty much a time capsule for the 90s and early aughts, right from the get-go. Yeah, you're like Smash Mouth clone singer. <laughs> like, it's just everything <laughs> about this movie. It, it's almost like just an R-rated Saved by the Bell, like, in a way. But slightly R-rated, like, because... There's not much. They they toned down quite it's, a bit. It's, it's actually not rated R. Well, I, I know, but I'm the, the you're fucking my joke up, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Anything is R rated Saved by the Bell if you if you don't have you know Zach saving a fucking duck from oil. <laughs> like the, you're right. You're right. I'll just go back to making fun of Harvey Weinstein again. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that. Oh yeah. Uh, he's the real horror movie. So it takes place. It takes place in two thousands, uh, and 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 you'll know when you watch it. And uh, our main characters are basically brother and sister, um, and it's played by uh, Christina Ricci, who was like barely even a thing back then. Christina Ricci plays uh, Sidney Prescott, um, <laughs> and yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg, which I'm like, uh, you know, um, Jesse Eisenberg plays uh, her brother. Jesse Eisenberg. Well, that, yeah, exactly. That's the you're. That's exactly where I was gonna go with it because he is so fucking. That's hard he, to watch he, too. He was peak Jesse Eisenberg even when he first started being Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, like, I know. They um, the brother, the brother and sister. They're named uh, Ellie Myers and Jimmy Myers, respectively, and mm-hmm. 
They um, pretty much right in the beginning, they are attacked by a werewolf uh, during a car accident. <laughs> so you remember when we were talking about Scream 3, I think it was? And there was like the yeah. ro- rolling down the hill part where we were making fun of it. We're like, we're rolling down yeah. the hill. What the yeah. fuck is up with, <laughs> with with these guys writing these scenes? Because the car accident is like five minutes of a car rolling down the hill. People just screaming. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I was laughing my ass off as soon as it started. You know... So, so was I, but I wasn't really <laughs> theory about that. What? Because this movie was so chopped up and, and, and like Frankenstein together from like nine different versions of what it was, I feel like they took like every conceivable shot of every conceivable take of this car accident and just threw them all in there and made it like 10 minutes long. Yeah, it was because weird. Because didn't have much else to work with. Uh, yeah, well, there's, <laughs> that, there's that too, yeah. Yeah, there's a car accident with uh, with the brother and sister and Shannon Elizabeth, because obviously she's in the fucking movie. It's 2000s. And yeah. uh, while they're trying to rescue her, they're attacked basically by a werewolf. And so now the, the two of them are sort of like, you know, throughout the movie dealing with, uh, well, with these slight transformation, you know, scenes. And everything kind of happens like slowly and subtly. Uh, up until we get to the end and you know they're trying to figure out like how to deal with this or get rid of it or whatever the brother jesse eisenberg's character jimmy he's more into it right like he's like the nerdy like you know he's looking things up and he knows all about the mythology and like christina ricci's character ellie's just like whatever she does just going about her life um her boyfriend is played by joshua jackson he he plays the most boring man in the world like just (laughs) here's what i don't understand his half beard? That. <laughs> no, that I get. It was 2005. Yeah, exactly. What I, what I don't get is you take Joshua Jackson, who I don't know about you. I was a fan for the first few seasons of Dawson's Creek because I had to be. It was the mid-90s and I was in high school. <sighs> whatever, whatever. Whatever you say, man. All right. Go fuck yourself. In any case. <laughs> so, and Joshua Jackson has such a huge personality on that show. And just in general, like the guy has personality. He's very likable. Mm. And just to make him the most boring non-character for this movie doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It, uh, until until I read into what happened with this movie. Well, if you're done with your wedding like, vows to Joshua Jackson. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, so you know what? Actually, Justin, this is a good segue into something else that we should just mention real quick. Sure. The 2000s, when making fun of somebody was simply calling them gay. That's it. And that is and that all like, they do. Like, <laughs> that was nine-tenths of the humor in this movie. It is. It, the, the bully, uh, who's played by um, Milo Ventimiglia, who I like. Yeah, he's great. He's the bully in this, uh, named Bo, and he bullies you know uh, Jimmy the, the pretty much the entire time. And every yeah. fucking thing he does is just gay, 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 you're gay. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's just basically what bullying used to be, just calling someone fucking gay you know and i'm like man i'm like this is like this is pretty like unimaginative but i guess that's just what it was right and then shocking twist at the end he winds up being gay so you know right no i mean well there's a reason though like the writer kevin williamson is gay put so many gay slurs in the movie yeah yeah oh yeah because it's not like it's not like oh you're like like he's calling him like a faggot and like like he's saying like derogatory shit you know um Right. It's not, yeah, it's not, um, it's not subtle at all. No, it's not. 
Can we also talk about the fact that um, uh, Ellie's boss, Kyle, who's played by Michael Rosenbaum, we got two Lex Luthers in this movie? We got two Lex Luthers in this movie, and he was actually playing Lex Luthor at the time that they shot this. That's why he's got such a terrible wig. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, everybody knows you're a big wig spotter. Um, I am. But I this, am. This one was pretty obvious, yeah. You know, uh, like I said, there was a werewolf attack in the beginning, and, uh, you know, they, these guys are dealing with it. That was one of the things that I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. They actually showed this wolf, like, fast. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty, pretty quickly, actually. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, like, we're kind of getting right into it. And I like the wolf when it's practical. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the practical effects are decent. Well, we get we get a nice scene with, uh, you know, the Parks Department police, played by fucking Ron Swanson. Close. Parks Department. This is a prequel to Parks Recreation. Nobody, it is. Nobody it is. fucking it's the no, origin story of Ron no, Swanson. Nobody knew about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay, so let's let's talk about the werewolf real quick. Yeah, let's just do um, it. Because yeah. there's a lot so, to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think this is kind of the the beginning of where things started going wrong with the movie. So the, uh, the the practical werewolf that we see on screen, the final result is, was was done by KMB Effects. Yes. Um, who are very good at what they do. Um, it's it's not a bad looking werewolf uh, for the most part. There were a few a few shots of the practical werewolf that I was just like, mm, not quite buying that. But for the most part, it looks good. I like the design itself. Um, oh yeah, it's ve- it's, that, it's very like American Werewolf in London looking, like the whole. Kind of, yeah. As, yeah. Long, as far as the face itself is concerned. <laughs> Speaking of, the thing that gets me is that the werewolf was originally designed by Rick Baker. Yeah. Like, Rick Baker was originally hired to do the were- the practical werewolf effects for the movie. And I believe the original plan was for the werewolf to be practical for the entire thing. Yeah, that's what I heard too. So Rick Baker's hired to do that. This is what the man is known for. This is what he does best. He makes awesome werewolves. Yeah. For whatever reason, the fucking Weinsteins didn't like it. And I don't understand that. Neither do I. Let's just, let's just real, real quick, just, uh, this movie took, what, like three years to fi- finish? Uh, for, uh, yeah, for, I guess from, uh, like from announcement on, yeah, because I believe it was announced in 2002, and it was originally supposed to be released in 2004. Yeah, so this movie went on for a long time. Oh, yeah. Production-wise, yeah. So uh, the, obviously a lot of stuff was going on during that time, and, and a lot of it we don't know about because we can only find what we can read, right? And uh, I haven't seen anything on Rick Baker talking about this. But No, uh, I haven't seen anything. I don't have anything from Rick Baker himself. Uh, we, we didn't get him on the phone. <laughs> Sorry. I tried. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, obviously like they didn't want to do the practical effects for whatever reason. I guess that's just what it came down to. Like, maybe it was something in, in, in terms of like, well, they want to, you know... Um, they allocated for certain budgets, you know what I mean? And CGI was part of that. And it wouldn't have been used if it was just all practical effects. So I, I don't know. So, well, I, I have a little bit about this here. Okay. So Rick Baker uh, is hired to do the werewolf effects. They are filming. They're filming for like 54 days. And they only have about four weeks left to shoot. And the wine scenes kind of come to them and say, we're, we're not thrilled with a lot of this. They, they were not happy with the way the werewolf looked. They didn't say anything about CG. They were just like, they weren't happy with, I guess, the design of the werewolf. Right. I guess they, they, they didn't feel it looked particularly great. And they had issues with the ending. They didn't like the ending either. They had 
At this point, shot about 90 minutes of usable footage after 54 days. In the final cut, by the way, only 12 minutes was used. Yeah, I heard about that, too. That's fucking insane to me. Like, if you think about that, that's really fucking crazy. So they put the film, they, they, they put production on pause so they can kind of rework, uh, rework the script and you know, figure out a new ending and make a, make a few changes. Uh, and also at this time, they hire K&B to do the effects for the werewolf and decide that they're also going to go with uh, a CGI werewolf in addition to a practical werewolf. Which, I, I mean, I gotta be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a good-looking CGI werewolf. No, not that I could think of. When you think about CGI, one of the most difficult things to do in CGI is hair, right? So you're talking about a creature right. that's completely full of hair. Um, right. Yeah, obviously it's never going to look great, especially back in the fucking early aughts. Like, you know, you couldn't even get frosted tips right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna get <laughs> <You'll> frosted tips. <laughs> you're gonna get CGI <laughs> now the um, there's some shit out there. Like, if anyone like looks it up, you could find like some of the scenes with the practical uh, wolf, and mm -hmm. it's in the movie as well. There's there's plenty of scenes, but there's a lot yeah. of intercutting between that. And the CGI one because they didn't want to show. I guess they never wanted to show it in full. Yeah, I, I, obviously, you know what? It didn't stick with me. Um, I do remember a lot of the CGI werewolf kind of running through the parking lot and all that kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh um, yeah, yeah, tons of that. Yeah, well, there is tons of that. Yeah, because because basically the entire movie is werewolf attacks um, while the two main characters are trying to figure out what's going on. You know, and we know right. that like Joshua Jackson's character Jake, which is like like I said before, I think I said before, Ellie's boyfriend, he's a poorly hidden like you know secret because you know he has something to do with it just because of like his the way he acts you know oh yeah he's a he's he's like a red herring but not a red herring yeah just... pretty much yeah a, a very Alice scream you know we like you know we introduce to the villain right away and then they then and you're like oh that must be him and then they kind of like turn it right so you don't think it's yeah. him anymore and then at the end like oh shit I was right but not really there's a little bit of a twist to that but He's like, I don't know, what what does he do in the whole movie? Is he putting together like a Planet Hollywood or something? Like, I don't know what the fuck. So the original, no, so like the original idea was that he was opening a club. But it's a, it's like a, the club is a Hollywood theme. So that's why you have all these, you yeah. know, wax sculptures and like pops and shit like that. A lot of Universal Horror shit, which kind of surprised me. Because like, who the fuck cared about Universal Horror back in the early 2000s? Like, especially, like, kids. Well, right, you're right. But, like, they're trying to pretend like these kids give a shit. You know, like, oh, like, they're so into this. But it's like, you wouldn't really have cared about that. Um, no. There is a Freddy Krueger statue in the back, though. I mean, I noticed yep. that, like, pretty yep. pretty clearly. Yeah. Um, it's not really yeah, hidden. They, but No, no, it's kind of front and center, but in the background. And the scream mask at the end, you see in a glass case. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it's, yeah, that one's kind of overt, too. Like, I, 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 they showed it quite a few times. See, that makes more sense to me because it's the same company and the same people. Yeah, so. yeah. We get a lot of the, the brother and sister trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, Jake sort of being mysterious, you know, and werewolf attacks that are basically just scenes made for a fucking trailer. Like, that's what the whole movie yep. felt like to me. And then Jesse Eisenberg, you know, becomes, like, more, you know, of a wolf-type person. Teen wolf? Yeah, well, he basically becomes Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <It's a> fucking <laughs> the wet, matted down hair and the overly sized uh, sweatshirt with the sleeves like past his hands. Like so, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So you just turn into Josh Hartnett. Um, 
specifically Josh Harbett in both the faculty and Halloween H2O. Yes, and everything else back then. <laughs> and, and everything else Kevin Williamson was associated with. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they have some, um, some you know, some scenes where, like, you get the typical kind of, like you said, like, Teen Wolf shit. Like, like the wrestling scene felt like to me. There's, like, the wrestling scene oh, yeah. in the school. It's very, like, Teen Wolf. Jesse Eisenberg's uh, whole kind of half of the story was basically Team Wolf. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it was. Including uh, the same old feel good be yourself message at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. We'll we'll get to that ending in, in, in at the end of the podcast, I guess. But so the original um the original script, the original movie that they made or started making was almost completely different. You know, initially it was a, it was supposed to be a movie about a group of strangers who are become connected by this car crash that happens that they'll kind of get involved in and this subsequent werewolf attack that happens immediately following the car crash um so in the finished movie in the final product uh shannon elizabeth's character uh is the one who is in the car she was supposed to be played by mandy moore i was just about to get to that oh okay I dropped the Mandy Moore gun. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, Shannon Elizabeth's character, uh, Becky, uh, was her name in the movie. Um, she was she was the one who was in the car, ended up in the car crash upside down in the woods. She gets taken away by the werewolf. Uh, obviously, Jimmy and Ellie are also there together. Um, in the original movie that was shot, Jimmy and Ellie were not related. They right. didn't even know each other. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. Kind of, I feel like it actually makes more sense, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe originally, like it just would have been better. You know, I don't have a problem with that one really. But no, no, me neither. Um, I'd be very interested to, to to see what they have, like the like the Craven cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're never gonna see that though. I think that's like oh no, yeah, no, no. But in any case, so I mean that the, what we got was that right. What we didn't get was. Um, the person who was in that car upside down in the woods originally uh, was not Shannon Elizabeth. Mm. That was Skeet Ulrich. Uh, Skeet Ulrich, uh, there was no boyfriend character initially. Um, so like Joshua Jackson's character in this movie, Joshua Jackson was not originally in the movie. Um, his character was kind of a replacement for this Vince Winston character uh, who was played by Skeet Ulrich. Vince Winston uh, in the script and in what they shot was uh, the young burnout son of this uh, multimillionaire and the son gets bitten by the werewolf in, after this car crash that happens in the beginning. And James Rowland uh, actually played the millionaire father of Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a completely different movie. Yeah. Um, Ellie's boyfriend in the original movie was a guy named Kyle... Uh, he was played by Scott Foley, who was in Scream 3. He had uh, this head of animal control. <laughs> the bro- brother of Axel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Uh, you had this uh, head of animal control character, Ben Taft, who was played by Omar Epps. Uh, as you mentioned before, Mandy Moore um, was originally supposed to play a character called Jenny Taylor, who was the, opening scene, the original opening scene victim. I believe... At the time, Maya was also cast in the movie. Well, they always have to have a singer in there. That's just par for the course. Right, of course. And also, uh, Lance Bass and Corey Feldman were headshot cameos. Ah, uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah. yeah. Because like that uh, 
section of the of the story where she uh, where Ellie is a production assistant for the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, who uh, was no longer the host by the time this movie yeah, was yeah. Uh, released. <laughs> the movie dated itself. <laughs> it's a time capsule it, on its own, anyway. But yeah, 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 definitely. I just find it funny that he wasn't even hosting the show anymore by the time the movie was released. So yeah, I mean, you had all these things, and I I didn't see too much about how this whole thing was supposed to play out originally. Um, there was a lot of talk about how the Weinstein's didn't like the original ending, and that's why they wanted all these reshoots and rewrites and all this stuff. Well, the ending was um, one of the worst I, parts, yeah. Right, but I haven't seen what that original ending was supposed to be. Yeah. What I did read is that they, they wanted it to basically be Scream with Werewolves, yeah. and that's not initially what it was. Right. It sounds like it was a little bit more on the traditional werewolf kind of movie, and then it became... Right. You know, the WB stars a werewolf, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so with all these... Uh, oh, and Heather Langenkamp was also in it as a, as a TV reporter. So with all these reshoots, rewrites, everything that had to happen, uh, obviously production on the film got delayed. With this delay and the rewrites, a lot of characters were omitted. A lot of characters were changed. Um, Skeet Ulrich hated flat out hated what his character became in the new version of the movie mm-hmm. so he opted out um, good call james yeah yeah definitely uh and so that's when they brought in joshua jackson who had obviously already worked with kevin williamson and then most of these other characters ended up having to leave because of uh, scheduling issues yeah because it's so too have, fucking long right yeah, yeah. So you have Ileana Douglas, who I fucking love in everything she's in. She was originally the fortune teller. Oh, they got Portia de Rossi instead. And they got Portia de Rossi, who, I mean, I also love Portia de Rossi. So. Yeah. I, I was weird. When she was on there, I'm like, when she came on, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is she here? You know, her character was just, I guess, a callback to the original Wolfman because it was like, oh, she was like a fortune teller, whatever. But um, yeah, it, it was 100%. unnecessary. Like, like, you didn't have to have that in there and nothing would have changed. Well, nothing, my nothing. my assum- my assumption is that her character probably had a much larger role right, in the original yeah. version of it. Right, I'm talking about what we saw. Yeah, and she probably maybe she even had a larger role in what they shot, but then it just kept getting edited down. Yeah. Because even after they they shot this new version of the movie, it was still completely re-edited into something that wasn't supposed to be. Because Wes Craven and Ken Williamson were hired to create a an R-rated movie, and at the last minute, the Weinsteins decided they wanted it to be PG-13. And let me tell you something. I saw, um, and and it's very easy to find. Anyone could just basically Google it. I saw the uh, unedited uh, scenes from the movie, like just still frames, and holy mm-hmm. shit, man, they were very gory. Like bodies torn in half by the wolf. Um, oh damn! Like like you know like basically like an opened rib cage you know um they're they're like horrific uh scenes and maybe i'm only thinking that they're more horrific looking because i saw the movie and i'm like yeah nothing like this is in the movie and in that respect i'm like yeah okay like these these are out of control but like i looked at them again recently um they're they're fucking incredible like incredible practical effects so not only was the wolf, which was a practical effect, basically unused, but these gory scenes, like the like the the, the remains of the victims or whatever, like it, it was just crazy gory. So obviously, like this was going to be a hard R because there's a lot of cursing in the original, uh, from what I heard too. 
Um, mm-hmm. This is supposed to be a hard R, and then it, yeah, it just it became basically, you know, like a something that was made for TV, you know. Absolutely, and even the the, the basic look of the movie looked like it could have been made for TV. And I'm not trying to slight uh, Wes Craven at all. I feel like some some of his later stuff kind of did have a very polished look to it. I mean, look, but the, again, it could have been the time. Yeah, and look, the bottom line is this: it's real simple, like kind of explanation for everything. Honestly, this third decade of like horror movies wasn't great like obviously there's some there's some great stuff that came out around this time you know like every every decade has like scream did a lot of great things but did a lot of shitty things too and this is kind of the shitty thing where it it made like okay we could turn a profit with horror where like that's not really the goal usually because a lot of horror stuff that's popular is cult or not really like Mm -hmm. you know uh mainstream right um, it becomes that right. way later on, yeah. But right, I mean, but some of the be- most of the best stuff isn't like blockbuster status. Not really. I mean, there's, there's some exceptions, right? Like there's award-winning horror movies, but they're few and far between. It, it's like these were basically like sell tickets to teens first, and then do mm-hmm. a service to horror last. Um, it was right. not a priority to make a good film, except for the people that were involved. But if they weren't doing what was supposed to be done by, like, you know, these fucking producers, right? Like, they were fucking gone. How the fuck do you fire Rick Baker from a from a werewolf movie? Like, that's beyond that's, me. <laughs> that's, that's beyond that's, me. That's, that's honestly prop. I mean, they made a lot of stupid decisions uh, on this movie. I'm not talking about the filmmakers themselves. I'm talking about the line scenes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're looking at it from a different perspective, right? Like, we keep looking at it. And it's like you had an opportunity to make such a great movie. You had all all the ingredients were there, right? All of them. And then you threw it out and you bought Burger King, you know? And, like, that's what happened. Like, it's insane. So, like, the original release date was going to be August 8th, 2003, okay? The delays in getting the production ready in time pushes the target date back six months to February 13th, 2004. And then when the movie goes through this uh, redevelopment period and they had to schedule literally three different reshoots, that's when the release date gets pushed back again. Yeah. Uh, and then in December 2004, they finally announced that it gets released. It's getting released in February on February twenty fifth, two thousand five, and that's when it's announced that it's going to be PG thirteen as opposed to rated R. Yeah, so, uh, three different reshoots. Yeah, for a, a werewolf movie that wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't good. Yeah, that wasn't even a little bit good. We got to talk about the fucking ending of this movie because it's it's god awful. It's 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 a bad movie throughout, and then you get to the ending, and you're like, holy shit, you know? Well, which, um, which ending? Well, the ending that we saw. Oh, oh, you mean because it has. No, because we, we saw two fucking endings. <laughs> it has a hobbit amount of endings. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Because you mean, know what's crazy? Cut... Dude, the fucking. So I knew, like, you know, like, when you watch a movie, you kind of know when it's coming towards, like, your final scene, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. all right, like, because at the end of the movie, they're basically opening up this club or whatever, right? And you have, like, a werewolf attack at the club. Now we're really getting, like, you know, we're, we're finding out, like, all right. Who attacked them in the first place? Who turned them into werewolves? Who is the main werewolf? Like, all this kind of shit. And I'm like, all right. And I'm looking at the time, and there's like 40 minutes left. And I'm like, how is that possible? And then now I know why, because we had fucking four different endings. Right, right. Um, that club, the club, by the way, I meant to say this earlier. Yeah. The, um, this, this fucking wax museum movie club was actually supposed to be something completely different. So, you know, that party that she goes to, like that rooftop party that she goes to, it's kind of towards the beginning of the movie. So, that's supposed to be just a wax museum. Okay. Not a club. Gotcha. There was no club. 
but since they already when they when they did the rewrites, that's when they developed this this club opening thing, right? Gotcha. So since they already had a set for the Wax Museum, they said, "Fuck it, we're just going to use everything we already have and make it like a Hollywood club." And that's why that happened the way it did. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird sort of setting uh, for this final scene. I mean, seeing Xena, Warrior Princess, and Hercules. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's Hercules, like I'm like, wow, I got like, what else is gonna happen? Is Lance Bass gonna show up? And he fucking did show up. So it's like, <laughs> it was like Jesus Christ, man. To two thousand, just threw up on a werewolf and like he ran through the streets, you know. So I was like, and frosted his tips. Oh yes, yes, with with puke. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you get this climactic scene at the end. Uh, I, not 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 nothing nothing short of garbage, just as you thought you'd get. And it turns First, out. Hold on, I gotta I gotta pause for a second. How do you make me hate Judy Greer in a movie? Yeah, and it's only like their like only other horror movie, I think, right? Because she she did like this in Halloween. And this she, in Halloween. She was yeah. great in Halloween movies, but. Yeah, so Ju- well, well, that's exactly what I was going to get to. Judy Greer winds up playing, I guess, like, I don't know, like an agent or she's like something. She has some kind of relation like, to yeah, Jake. I feel like she's like a publicist or something. Yeah, she was she was working at the club with him. Like, you kind of got a sense that she had a thing for him. But you, it, you wind up finding out that they were like fucked or whatever, like way back when, uh, before he got with Ellie, I suppose. And yeah. he turned her into a werewolf from the sex. I don't know yeah. werewolf logic, and this is just out the door. Why the fuck is there a full uh, well, moon? My, my my assumption was that like he got a little rough with her during the sex and like bitter. Yeah, I think she said she did that, but um, oh, she bit him. Okay, yeah. So again, well, either way, stupid nonsense. The the first of all, the, all the logic in this, I we didn't even really get into it because it's not worth talking about. It's out the window. A full moon doesn't last for three fucking days. Like they don't even understand the simple. It's <laughs> something simple as that. Well, fucking whatever. Anyway, she she explains that, you know, she was turned by him and now she's the one that's fucking attacking everybody. She attacked them and they have to fucking kill her. We get a call back to earlier where he has like a replica of the original Kane from uh, the Wolfman. Um, yep, right. right. And and that that's the only thing that's silver because apparently nothing in the world is silver anymore. These No, everything's yeah, stainless steel. These kids touch things and the only thing that was silver in the entire movie was like an old fucking pie uh cutter from their grandmother you know something like that so i was like all right whatever (laughs) (laughs) fucking so this is silver they they kind of kill her i guess the 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 boy band police come in um because they're all fucking (laughs) they're all fucking beautiful I don't know where the I, fuck I these guys assume, came I from. That's what the cops in LA look like. Yeah, yeah. There's 98 degrees. Did they make <laughs> shitty songs and they're like decent police officers? They came in, they shoot the shit out of Judy Greer's wolf, um, who calls people bitch and gives them the finger because in the 2000s the word bitch will, was super I popular. Will, <laughs> I will never stop laughing at that. Fucking the werewolf giving the finger. Oh God. Um, yeah. As, as awful as it is, it's always going to be fucking funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I guess, well, she's dead, you know, she, she is dead, but um, they don't turn back because I guess. Well, the, the logic in this movie is that if you kill the original werewolf who kind of started this whole thing, then you'll. Which is Jake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But they don't know that. They think it's Judy Greer, right? But like the we were we were told that like the, I, I don't understand. Like I, I honestly like I just like nobody gave a shit at this point. Nobody gave a shit, and so like it, it basically just sort of it just kind of starts making up the rules as it goes along towards the end because uh, they kill her and you think it's over, and then you know 
Um, nobody's concerned about this. You know, the cops are just like, all right, well, you know, let's just clean it up, you know. Um, and then they go home. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, where is this going? Because <laughs> there's still 20 minutes left of the movie. They go well, home. Well, they had to make sure the dog wasn't a werewolf anymore. Oh, that's right. The dog becomes a werewolf, too. <sighs> uh, uh, was it worth yes. it? <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. Was it worth it? <laughs> are you happy now? <laughs> no. Oh, God. No, not you. The people that made this fucking movie. Oh, yeah, them. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so they go home, and then, you know, Jay comes, and he kind of, you know, reveals, like, well, you got to kill me. But, like, so he's explaining things to them, and I'm like, you know, he's got me convinced. Because, honestly, I don't think it's such a big deal. Yeah, he, he, he's, like, very, like, whatever about it, right? This, this is where him being boring kind of works. He's just like, look, he's like, you're my, you're my girlfriend. I want to stay with you. Like, we'll learn to do this together. I'm still learning. You'll learn. We could fucking live forever. I'm like, if my girlfriend came home, she's like, look, I'm a werewolf. And, you know, because we had sex and that's what happens, you're a werewolf too. So now we're going to be able to stay together. I'm like, it sounds awesome. Let's do this. But she's... Well, I, th- I, think, I think the problem, like the actual moral dilemma is well, we're going to eat people. Whatever. I mean, there's bad people out there. You could just go find them. <laughs> this is all fine with me, by the way. And I'm just like, okay. But she's like, we got to kill this motherfucker because I'm not doing this. So they, um, you get, you get a cool half transformation. That's just, uh, so fucking lame. I guess they didn't have the effort to put in at this point. As it is, they're just making shit up anyway. So now they're just like phoning in the effects and, uh, they cut his fucking head off, cut his heart out, whatever like that. But like, it, it, it doesn't look good. It's all like very CGI ish. And he explodes into fire, you know? So. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg likes this girl the whole time, right? Uh, it's like um, Bo's girlfriend. Bo finds out, by the way, about what's going on. He's real nonchalant about it. He just wants to hang out with the with the dudes. So uh, <laughs> he he comes back later and he's like, "Hey, I brought I brought her, you know, like I told her everything that's going on." Like this, like real like sitcom fucking ending, you know? They 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 make out. They walk in. They walk into the moonlight, you know. And Christina Ricci's character's like, "Those kids, you know what I mean? I gotta get, I gotta clean up by myself now." And it's like, bah, 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 and she goes back in the house. And then and then the audience claps and smiles and you know, everywhere you know. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah, uh, it was a real fucking sitcom ending. And I was just like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Uh, well, you watch you watch first. That's that's what that's what you watch. This was your idea. Well, look, honestly, I I feel like this is one of these things that it has some kind of merit because you could watch it and make fun of it with a group of friends like we're doing today, right? Like, yeah, it's definitely the, the movie to get together with your friends and watch because it's fucking horrible. And there's a lot of things to laugh at and make fun of. Um, does it have any merit itself? No, it was a vehicle to make money. And obviously watching that like in a study like we, we do of sorts, right? You just... It's all written right there. Like we, it did the work for us. Like, and it, and it will for you too if you watch it. You can understand what's going on right out, right out the gate. You know. You know. It, yeah. It's worth seeing. I think for a couple laughs, it's really worth reading about. Um, just to see like what happens sometimes in these kinds of movies. I gotta tell you something. I would love to see a documentary put together on this movie. I was just thinking about that the other day. I, I think that'd be like like something like sort of what they did with the with that Superman Lives documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't I know how much people that, care about this, but mm, I, I think they might if they saw. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think if enough people knew like kind of what what the deal was with this movie, because from everything we've seen, this movie had some real potential to be a very good movie, and then it just wasn't. Well, I mean, look, so, you had, you take Rick Baker, you take Wes Craven, you say, I'll make like a, you know, a supernatural, you know, a, a werewolf movie. Where do you go wrong? 
Oh, you fat right. fucking rapist. That's where you went wrong, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey uh, Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other one I'm talking about? Guess who? On the next episode. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's worth, a, it's, wor- it's worth a watch if you want to have a good laugh at your friends. But don't like... Yeah. Don't go to, like, if you see, like, oh, you know, I like Scream, and Scream's kind of kind of making a resurgence lately, and I know these guys made it, you're going to be disappointed, and, th- and these are the reasons why, so. I'm, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> Good, I'm Shut done, too. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> fuck. How, what, what do I rate this movie? Fuck this movie. That's what I rate it. Um, <laughs> I gave this fucking, I, I give this zero, zero CGI werewolves. I, I, I think it's a piece of shit. Um. I, I actually give this uh, seven uh, werewolf middle fingers. <laughs> go go online and look at the stuff that they didn't put in this movie. I think you guys actually will find that very interesting. Um, there's yeah. a, there, there's so many things about the movie that are interesting, and, and it's none of it's on screen. So <laughs> go go find out for yourselves. Uh, we've given you some you know I mean ammo and some info. So uh, and while you're doing that. If you're already online anyway, you might as well just go check us out on the SoMeds. Uh, Twitter, oh. Instagram. Yeah, you like that? It's fucking smooth segue, right? That was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, not mad about that. Not going to work, but I try. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can get stickers too if you want. Uh, shoot us an email at uh, sexyvampireteethpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, every Monday. Guys, tune in. Uh, we've been getting a lot more views lately, a lot more subscribers, and uh, it's been great. You know, I hope it keeps uh, hope it keeps coming. I hope you guys keep enjoying everything. Uh, we're trying to, you know, throw in some new stuff and some guests and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys tune in next Monday. Uh, Justin, always a pleasure. Um, sure, same. We got some things to talk about next month. We'll get into that soon. We'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know what we're going to be doing uh, on the So Med. So you got to go check those out. Obviously, see? like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, see, I'm trying. <laughs> um, no, not, not, not you. Not you. <laughs> I don't even. No, I'm not actually. I'm not. Actually, I, no, you're not even. I don't have social media. Yeah, so I mean, I, just, I, just, just so you all know, if you're talking to anybody on So Meds, uh, God, I can't believe we're still trying to make that happen. Um, you're talking to me, not Joe. He doesn't interact. This is my way of interacting with the public. Talking to you, fine people. Um, uh, over the old, <laughs> over the old radio, um, internet radio. So uh, <laughs> enough of us, enough of this. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening, and motherfucking good night. Good night, everybody. Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Hey guys, tune in next month as we talk about superheroes and horror movies, in particular bats and vampire bats, and with the recent The Batman and uh, the upcoming Morbius movie. We're going to be talking about superhero horror movies and uh, why they're a thing and which, what works and what doesn't work. Uh, and no, we're not going to be talking about Bleed Trinity. Justin was concerned about that. Not going to happen. We're actually going to be talking about something near and dear to both of our hearts, uh, the Hammer films, because I think it's about time we've gotten to some Hammer stuff. We're also going to be talking about some new uh, noteworthy horror movies that came out in February and March. And we're going to be talking to Matt once again, your new favorite character uh, on the movie Let the Right One In. Which of the three versions are we going to talk about? <laughs> You'll be pleasantly surprised to know there's only two, and we're talking about the original, the foreign one. So make sure you guys tune in next month. It's going to be a little bit different, but different's good. Or sometimes different can be scary, but but scary works too, because it's a horror podcast. All right, you fuckers, make sure you tune in next month. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, 
All you That's need to me. do. Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. 